Oh, there's the first mochi interruption. There he is. I just started it. Come yeah. on, say something, boy. Say something. Yeah. Welcome to the Mochi Mochi Podcast. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Tim. My name is Hayden. My name is Zach. Hey, go. <laughs> hey, call your mom. <laughs> Talk to your mom. Say you love her. And then say, hey, I found this podcast. This super sweet, just homegrown podcast <laughs> with just these boys. <laughs> and I think you should listen. And she's going to say, What's a podcast? She's going <laughs> to say, Say, oh, I can find that on Facebook, right? Nope. No. No, mom, you Spotify. can't. Spotify. Spotify, iTunes, Google, or just Mochi Podcasts and all the info's there. Okay, so we'll uh, we'll start with you, I guess. I have th- only three questions, uh, but the good thing is the questions are very loaded. Who were you before high school? Fourth grade, maybe. I played soccer a lot. I was actually really good at soccer. Uh, I was usually like one of the starters on like the kids' soccer team. So I joined that for a long time, and then after soccer, I had a phase where I went to like I did like taekwondo. I'm what? Actually, yeah, I'm actually a, bla- a black belt in Taekwondo. Shut the fuck up. I'm, I'm dead no, serious. Fuck, I, did, I did Taekwondo for like oh, three shit. years. And I was really good. I was also really good at that. Like whenever they'd have like tournaments and stuff between like schools, local schools or like statewide tournaments, or whatever, they'd always have me like as a starter or to like to be like their guy to go out and do sparring and. Sh- which give, is like give this guy a broom you would you would, you would use it. yeah. He was like you would never assume that. Probably looking at me now. But it's, I could see you now with like a pair of nunchucks. As far as that was like activities I did outside of like school, um, when it came to like my actual school life before high school, I was a pretty awkward kid. Did you always live in the same place? Like, did uh, you move when you were a kid? Yeah, like my family, we've always lived in like the Birmingham, mm-hmm. Alabama area. We moved twice, and then I was homeschooled. So where we did move, I didn't really know anyone. I had Lake. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. my childhood was was Lake. <laughs> Yeah, and Logan. I, I feel and that Logan, because yeah. like my sister was super sociable and she was pretty popular in high school or like school in general with like a lot of other people, like a lot of people knew her. And it's just like I didn't click that well with a lot of other people. Like my interests were kind of different and I, I knew I was different from the beginning too. The one interesting story, I, yeah, I, got, I, um, I got stuck. How can I say this? Stuck or trapped? I got trapped in a uh, fold out couch. You know, like the sofa, sofa mm-hmm. couches that fold out. Really? And so before, before I was pulled out of elementary school, um, I had two friends come over and stay the night, and we had a sofa couch in the living room that we would all sleep on at night. Well, after my parents went to sleep, we were trying to find something to do at night, you know. And so we got this bright idea. It's like, oh, let's like pretend we're like at a carnival or whatever. I, I I relate to that heavily, actually. Let's take the mattress off of the fold-out bed, so it's just the frame, and then lay in the frame like a taco, and then fold yourself up into it. God, that's brutal. And so I had two friends over, and so one person would lay in it, and then two people would fold them up and like act like they're going to fold you up into the couch, and it's supposed to be like this carnival ride or whatever. Like a disappearing act or something? Well, when I was a kid... I was kind of hefty. I was a big boy. One of my friends got in. We did the ride thing. Oh, it was fun. The other friend did it. Oh, it was fun. It's like, okay, now it's my turn. 
So my fat ass gets in this thing and they fold me up. Well, they, they go to lift it up. Like they're going to push me down into the couch where it folds back up in there. Well, the spring kicks in cause I'm, I have so much weight and it sucks it back into the couch. So just imagine like laying like a mummy, like sandwiched in like a fold out couch that's then been retracted back into the couch. So then I start panicking. This all happened in like 15 seconds. And so the, the two friends, they're trying to pull me out, but they can't pull me out because I'm too heavy. And so I'm stuck. And so then I just start screaming like bloody murder. My dad hears it. He wakes up. He comes hauling ass into the living room. And he's, he's, <laughs> the two friends are standing there. And he hears me yelling. But he's like, well, the two friends are laughing so hard that they can't like describe like where I'm at. <laughs> and so I'm in there for like another 20 seconds. What feels like, you know, hours to yeah. me. I can see through the mesh yeah. of like the Wires. fabric. That my dad is standing in the living room just looking at the couch, listening to me scream bloody murder. And in his head, he's like, how the hell did you wind up in there? And he pulls me out and we got whipped and beat our ass and everything. And um, ever since then, I've been extremely claustrophobic. Like that is that scarred me for life. Mm -hmm. Never want to sleep on a pullout couch ever again. Which is funny that you mentioned pullout couch uh, because I have similar stories with that too. Because me, Christian, and Phil would hang out, and that's where we would play like sixty four and GameCube and everything. But instead of like folded up, uh, we would pop up the very back randomly. We would uh, chill like underneath the, the oh ca- yeah in the couch, yeah. Thing. Yeah. and I would sleep there sometimes like. I know it's really weird, Jesus. but I like I fell asleep there like one time because I would go over to his house like and stay for like a couple days. Then me and me and Phil started playing sports when we were about eight or nine. See, I was a kid on the soccer team. I played soccer for like a whole two years, and they finally pulled me off. You know, in soccer at halftime they switch sides, mm-hmm. and that never clicked with me. Well, I would still go to that side, and I'd. Lo and behold, I'd always score a goal after that halftime. That boy ain't right. He's on. full of rocks. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> really do anything but baseball. That's really it. That and basketball. And me and Philip play that together too. It's really just me and Philip like just mimicking each other like as, as we grew up because our families were close. Right before high school, um, uh, my sister showed me the Marshall Mathers LP way too young. <laughs> so That's crazy because that really had an impact on you. That yeah. is insane. How old were you when you did seven. that? Seven. Seven years old. So seven, I heard Marshall Mathers LP. I would tell my mom, hey, mom, uh, Ludacris, uh, What's Your Fantasy came on. I'm like, hey, mom, can I say this part in the car? I don't know if you ever had a part where like a dirty word's coming and you ask your mom for permission if you can say it. No, but I do want to talk about it, that. Yeah. So it was like, back seat, windows up. That's the way I like to f- like as of seven year old seven years old <laughs> god dang and so that's what started on my big rat face but late too he grew up with eminem and Ludacris. but and he every- didn't buy g-unit shorts and pants and wear sean john <laughs> in middle school but imagine if he did god. imagine god, if late was, like- was like 200 and like 20 pounds wearing sean john g-unit pants and shoes my mom would be like yeah that's my boy. Well, so, yeah, at least your mom was like, yeah, that's what he likes. And God, that's what like, we're going to get. Him. It was like black with like little diamonds on it. Dude, I look stupid as <laughs> I was like 12, okay. like 11, 12 wearing this. <laughs> I don't know how my mom let me do that. Jeezy's uh, Thug Motivation 101 listen 
like my hood and God, you were thugged out man dude, so I, that's pretty much going to be it for before high school so my next one is going to be uh how you met us tim and i met through a mutual friend's birthday party that i was not invited to long story short yeah we were at this birthday and my friend was like Oh, damn, Tim's coming over. Being an awkward kid that I was, like, I'd kind of get, like, nervous, like, anxious anytime somebody was like, oh, hey, my friend's coming over. Mm-hmm. Or or if I'd show up to hang out with somebody, but they're like, oh, yeah, we're actually going to go hang out with them instead. Dude, yes. That would that really freaked me out when I was, you know, preteen, you know, I feel teenager. that 100%. So, anyway, we're in the living room. He's like, yeah, he's such a smart ass. And he just, you'll see when he gets here, man. Tim shows up and he he has like a birthday gift and he drops it off. And then we start talking about YouTube videos or something. And we're subscribed to the same channels and we're watching the same videos. So instantly where I was like kind of anxious and nervous, I was like, it was gone. Dang, dude, this guy's cool. You know, once we really get into talking and I'm like really comfortable around you, the guy I'm with, he's like, all right, man, it's time to go. And he's like... You know, yeah, my mom, you know, we can't have any more people over. You really need to leave. I was like, rude, but really adamant about you leaving. And I just didn't get it. I was like, he's so like, I don't know. We were still talking. And so when when Tim had to leave, I was like, well, you know, I'm going to go with him. (laughs) (laughs) And so at the birthday party where I was supposed to stay that night, I I don't even think I told my mom I didn't end up staying there. We uh we jumped in Tim's souped up Honda. Oh my god. Souped up Honda and I ended up staying at a uh, Tim's house that night. Once again, being like a nervous wreck that someone knew was coming over to then jumping in their car and driving to wherever they live, have no mm-hmm. clue, meeting their parents that I don't know. And your parents were super I wanna say your your parents were probably asleep when we got home and didn't even know yeah, I was probably. there. Or mom wasn't. You know this. You were known as the smart ass of the of the scene, of the music scene, of shows and stuff. And so it was, it wasn't even that this one, Still pe- am, I this, guess. yeah, it wasn't even like this one friend was like, oh, I can't believe you're hanging out with him. It was like a, everyone, everyone was like, oh, really? You're, you hang out with Tim Holder? Some people you just rode the wrong it way. It took forever I mean, for Hayden and us to hang out. I mean, we knew each other for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it just took one time of like going at shows and him and Jay would be like, I want to hang out with Tim. I think that it's that's it too. I mean, once you find common ground, it's it's easier to build on that than versus like to just assume that somebody's just a dick and want nothing to do with them, and you don't give them the time of day. You know, then we started kind of hanging out every day, and then I really got to know your personality and why people would think you were such a smartass. And you kind of hinted on it before. Your your mom was so laid back to where like the third or fourth time I hung out with you, we were, you had like invited me over for dinner that night and we're sitting around the kitchen table and we're all kind of having conversation and you dropped the F-bomb right there in front of your mom. And I was like, did you just say that? And she never even batted an eye and we went the rest of the dinner and then afterwards we were in your room and I'm like, yo, you can cuss in front of your parents? Like that is unheard of. I could well, never do that in front of my parents. Even like now, I'm 26, you know, I wouldn't drop the F-bomb Like I said mom. again, Tina. <laughs> Tina makes everything okay because I can't be worse than that. Yeah. And Tina was just a wild child. Yeah. Like, we only, we're not even going to get into Tina. But, yeah, so, like, I'm an angel. Yeah, so that always stuck out to me is, like... And I was straight edge, too. I can't believe it. And even still, I never would. As far as meeting you, that's that's kind of our roots. That's how we met. As far as uh, 
Hayden and I, we were already kind of mutual friends, I want to say through you. The scene at the time around Birmingham was real small, and so you saw a lot of the same faces. So I'd already recognized Hayden and kind of knew of him. We're already like mutual friends on like social media. This mm-hmm. was like MySpace and Twitter days and stuff. Hayden had got some days. beef with like a local gang who wanted to jack yeah, his... Yeah, we, we talked about this like the first episode, I think. They wanted to like jack his dog tags, and so I knew he worked at Target. I just so happened to be at Target that night. Hayden's in the parking lot pushing buggies and so i roll up on him with my TVT. car roll my window down and hold his you know, gun out I said hey son drop your draws give me them tags <laughs> <laughs> but really that was like you know you think of like icebreakers between people like that was like i would say our, you, our like icebreaker when you brought that up the first podcast i was like did he do that? I can't remember. And like two days later, I was like, he definitely did that. I remember now. And so I'd say I got to know a lot of mutual friends that I was already kind of friends with on MySpace and Twitter anyway, because awkwardly you're like, oh, I know your face. I'm going to add you as a friend, but I'm really never going to talk to you ever. We'll hang out with you. I would talk to these people and people talk about how great homeschool is and homeschool was, it was easy. It was a breeze and I walked right through it. But looking back, Given the choice, I would now, I would definitely go back to high school. Just to have that experience and that, you know, that to grow up year after year in a class of people and really vibe off, you know, I I feel like you really mature a lot. That's where I missed out on that because it was just me every day at home alone, hanging out with one other person. And then you came, you know, I was hanging out with you and meeting all these people. Such a weird, just random thing to like bring up bring upon really all of this i mean that like uh meeting philip in baseball and then meeting you at a random party literally are like the two biggest things like marshall i went to school with so like i just i met him because i was friends with philip and philip was friends with their whole group i mean as people that made impacts i mean like you and philip like like the two like biggest parts of my life I remember hanging out with you and you being like, oh yeah, my best friend Philip's coming over. And I remember being like anxious and nervous, like, oh God, now I have to get to know this, your best friend. And then even kind of feeling weird, like, because it literally we would hang out every single day. And all I would hear is how you talked about Philip and how good friends you were, but we were hanging out every day, not you two, to where I would like feel bad coming over every day because you're like well philip's coming over in my household it's like okay you have one friend coming over to spend the night and then get them to go home so phil would come over and i'd start you know i'd like pack my bags like to leave and be like where you no dude like the night's young we're just getting started oh is it my turn how How i met met you guys because we didn't go to the same school we weren't yeah. Oh, we weren't from the same area. None of us. <laughs> from the same area. To kind of go back to where you said you were introduced to music, like my sister introduced me like heavier music. So like I said, like on the last one, talking about how like she showed me Linkin Park and she was kind of into like punk-ish music, but it was it was it was more like had like punk punk rock influence, kind of like Simple Plan and like on Warp Tour and that kind of stuff. And I was always looking for heavier music. Fifth or sixth grade. I became friends with this kid named Jacob. We were car riders at the same time. He had like older siblings who was into like the same kind of music that he was. Mm-hmm. So I was hanging out with him to begin with. We're in junior high and he's already like forming like bands. And I'm I'm obviously not the guy playing in the bands. I was just the guy hanging out with the people who were in the bands. Like his his band was going to go record with somebody. He said that Thor recorded with the same person like not long before. And he was like, the hour of reckoning... It's like the worst man I've ever heard. <laughs> he was he was like, I literally cannot stand that f- 
band. And I think I listened to you guys on like MySpace, and I was like, yeah, this sounds like metalcore that I would like. But he's like, no, dude, you just don't understand. Side note, Billy Mays had like 36,000 plays on MySpace. I'm not surprised. That's literally everyone's favorite song. <laughs> At some point, me and him, like uh, after high school, I started going to more DIY shows. He gradually went to start going to DIY shows as well. And it wasn't until like Thor was done and then Persephone became the band. And I was, I thought it was really cool because I'd never seen like, I think I'd seen like one other like instrumental band I thought was like really f***ing cool. I think it was Animals as Leaders. And I was like, oh, that's f***ing sick. I wish there was more bands like this. And the next thing I knew, I was seeing Tim playing an instrumental band. And I was like, those are the guys from the, my friend f***ing hated his band. But <laughs> essentially through like finding new music and doing, getting involved in like the music scene, just kind of connected friendships that way. Then they came to my house, or they came to my parents' house, and we watched music videos. We had hung out for a couple of years, and you were this this chubby white kid with like the coconut head haircut. Oh, man. You wore basketball shorts every day and short sleeve shirts, white chapel shirts, slayed, even during bro. even during winter. And you would record these raps on like an old camera. And then you would export the footage, delete the footage, and then export just the audio from it and then upload that as your rap. About the time that you start playing frontman guitar for this hardcore metal band, I would say why I got closer with Phil because he would play drums in your band. My dad had played drums. He had always been after me to play drums and stuff. So we kind of clicked off that. This is before like Persephone, the whole prog thing. I don't mean to delve into the music stuff, but... I looked up to you so much for that because you just did not give a shit about what you drove this souped up Honda with, with subs in the back. But it just furthered like everyone's hatred more towards you because this white rapper is now like in this super heavy metal band and they're just... Were you any farther? Like like when you talked about how you guys connected through like YouTube videos throughout high school, I never... I, I was the kid who was like, instead of going home watching like TV maybe, I'd go home and get on YouTube, and I, I never, ever, until, like, maybe my senior year was able to talk about anybody, to anybody about YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. So, like, the it's fact really that you It's really sad, got, because yeah. I, wish, I wish I talked to you Yeah, because, like, like, you guys were, like, part, you guys were, especially, you were part of the early YouTube community, and that was, like, the golden years. That played such a big, you know, part in us become. I mean, yeah, the first conversation was YouTube videos, to yeah. where... We started our own channel, starting making our own YouTube videos that are now mm-hmm. what what you think of viral today was viral back then. Mm-hmm. Two Bro, kids. This is, video has ten thousand views. I mean, Holy sh! Dude, my Xbox sp- tutorial video hit two hundred thousand views. I'm, I'm glad you brought up the kind of rap stuff because, I, but I don't think anyone knows now. I don't. I don't think even Hayden knows that I used to, I used to be a gamer rapper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you've mentioned that to me before. Yeah, I was a gamer rapper. I used to make songs where i literally just rap about like games and those videos holy some of them get like fifty thousand views because you did a lot of parodies yeah it was parodies some people are like man i listen to this every day and i'm like why because it was the worst sounding quality well at the time it was good quality when 240p was was hd can we just talk about like also the myspace days calvary kids like i set my friends on fire how like they made parody songs of like soldier boy songs and they got big and they got huge they got like a record deal off of it you were always so adamant about me pursuing um like graphic design because for your rap myspace for your band y'all wanted promos and oh we're playing a show next week can you make us a banner and hey i'm releasing a rap ep can you make me an album cover graduation 
So yeah, during the MySpace days, I was like, well, hell yeah, doing stuff like that. That led to like making MySpace banners for like Kid Cudi before he hit it big. Yeah, which good. led into the whole like screen printing and doing all man. Yeah, you have such a huge. Without that's why even like thinking my, about that's it. That's why like like my before elementary days were nothing, and then like as soon as like high school days, sixteen years old, seventeen years old. That's when it really. Yeah, you were like, my, you know, I know my side of the story, and I feel like I tell that story a lot to people because they're always curious to... This is the most in-depth we've ever and, done on it, though. Yeah, but I, I've never heard your side of... I mean, it's the same story, of but... Of meeting you? Yeah, and me hanging out with you every day, or like, yeah, I want to know what... Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. It was a cool time. If oh, I do, sorry. like, Hayden's side, okay, well, so let's do Hayden sure. real quick. Hayden, hey, y'all want to come over and hang out at my house sometime? Yeah, we'll come over and hang out. We just watch videos and laugh and be stupid as f- And stay up till, like, four in the morning. And then show them, like, Game Grumps and, and Oni Plays and yeah. hang out every Saturday uh, because you're busy at work and you can't hang out with me. And then uh, when me and you get in the house, we're like, hey, do you want to, if you live here again, uh, is it okay we have Hayden come be our third roommate? Uh, actually, you know, man, I'm going to do this van thing. Okay. Well, Hayden's going to take your place. It's like, oh, this is really simple because it's, it's not, it's more of a, I would say more of adulting versus like a growing thing. Cause we didn't really have to grow into being each other's friends. We're just kind of like on the same level. And I'm going to make this really quick with you too. I remember going to the party, but I actually don't really remember the conversation. I just remember meeting you. And then as I remember them telling me to leave and then you saying, Hey man, you cool if I like come hang out with you. And I was like, yeah, I mean, my parents don't care. And then, which was, I guess, surprising for you. Cause we were like, I was 16, which is, it's cool to hear my parents. Cause my parents always, Philip is the brother. I mean, he's mm-hmm. like my brother, Zach, you're like literally like part of the family. You kind of pushed me more towards seeing that, like, I potentially could, because I wasn't good. I wasn't good at playing guitar. I wasn't really good at rapping, but I got way better because you actually pushed me to, which Zach has always been the biggest fan, really, of like Carlisle or Call Out, whatever it was. And I mean, even if you if you go back and listen to Never Cool and then you listen to, uh, you listen to Channel 46, it's just like, mm-hmm. is this the same person? Like, right. who the f- did this and even Hayden like even Hayden listened to it which um mm-hmm. which I which was kind of like iffy because I know how he was with like rap like I remember the feelings and like the videos and I remember that kind of stuff um I, there's I don't really have like too many memories in the sense of like us just like randomly hanging out because we hung out so much yeah I just remember like the big times but uh this is gonna be the last one I don't ho- I don't think this one's going to be really... I think this will be the end of the podcast. This will be the last kind of question. Uh, I, I guess three questions was perfect. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're good on time, for um, sure. Uh, the last question is, what did you think you were going to be doing by 25, 26 for you, Zach? If I was 20 looking at where I would be at 25, I would probably... Mm, that's a hard question. Yeah. I would probably still st- still be working at a job that I wasn't passionate about. Because it was would, a good career? I'd probably be married. Yeah, I'd probably still be living here in Birmingham. You and I probably would have never moved in together. Looking back at 20 years old, yeah, I could. that would have been my five-year plan. It's like, yeah, I'm working at a good job. I'm making good money. I don't like it, but whatever. Got to feed this kid, I guess. Then, I mean, I probably wouldn't have a kid on the way. What about you, Hayden? Uh, at 20... For whatever reasons, like, my old man, I kind of felt like I was going to, like, walk in his footsteps somehow. Like, going from, like... 
crappy job to the next crappy job to like a little bit of a better job and so forth. That's all he was. So I kind of saw myself doing that move from like warehouse job to warehouse job to like he works for Honda, um, but he generally like loves that kind of work. And like I'm okay with my kind of work as well. So I kind of saw myself going into a job how I have right now at some point. Kind of like what Zach said, I felt like I probably would have maybe moved away. Um, I had a friend, she offered for me to move with her to Tallahassee at the time. I'm 19. I have no fucking money. I can't just tell my family I'm gonna go down there. My my family would tell me I'm fucking stupid for that. The whole moving out like as soon as you can into like to your get your own place, whatever, kind of like crashed and burned for me when I saw my sister do it, and then when I saw my friends do it, and it just completely fell because my sister moved out or my sister got kicked out, and that just did not work out for her at all. So like me seeing that kind of like fail, kind of like I was like, well, if she can't do it. I for sure as hell can't do it at 18. And then I saw my friends do it at like, when we were all at 20 and 21. Yeah. So like I saw myself and I was like, I definitely can't. So I kind of like, reality set in for me super hard. So I wasn't going to like, I guess you say dream big. It just kind of, you know, I kind of like faced reality. And was like, this is might be what I'm going to have to do for like the next few years. But if it can get to like, if gradually, if I can get to the next step, Five years ago, I kind of like knew where I was going. Mine's a little different than y'all's. Um, so I'm mine's gonna be really included with you, Zach. Uh, Twenty years old, working at Mama Goldberg's. Definitely ain't going anywhere there. But that's when me and Zach started doing videos, like really good videos, like actually like worth it, I guess in a way. Where I, I'm actually putting out some pretty decent music, and I was getting better and better and better. And so I saw me and Zach touring like us like really doing he's doing our designs he's printing t-shirts we're gonna sell t-shirts and have good merch we have big aspirations of like what we're gonna do um it rap was completely different at that time I mean even beats wise I mean just there wasn't any gimmicks we talked about the touring thing right after you got your Honda we were the first thing we talked about was how good of gas mileage it would be and how easy it would be to just tour around yeah, in a Honda Civic because all you need is like literally a, a laptop, a MacBook to play beats off of. No, we talked about that very seriously. So like I thought that was going to be it because um, I suck at school. I'm really bad. You know, I have like four classes till I graduate at, um, that I graduated at UAB. Still like, I, I was like, man, I'm going to drop out because Philip is doing good, of course, but I'm not. I'm literally just kind of like looking at Philip's paper and kind of like, yeah, I kind of get it, I guess. Yeah. But Philip's like really getting it. And we did the same major. I drop out of that major because I can't do what Philip's doing. So I have no way to go. And I, and I feel really bad spending my mom's money if I, I can't even do it. I can't even get it. I don't even know what I want to do. Uh, I just music was like really big at that moment, and really, I mean, you were you were like the only person that really said that well, we could probably do it. I mean, we can do that. But twenty fifty, so I hit twenty two, and then Harry gave me, got me a job at Best Buy. I didn't think I was gonna be working at Best Buy, being top one percent in the company, doing stuff like that. That that never went on my radar. I thought I was gonna be touring, doing music you know living but, the dream yeah but yeah none of, that, none of that stuff ever blew up i'm glad we talked about my background and everyone not liking me 
that kind of hindered me a lot too. Because people wouldn't give you a chance. They wouldn't give you like the a scene Tim Holder rapping. The, the scene here, yeah. And really, back then, you know, to have like a video pop off was, or you know, you're you're posting it to all your people on Facebook and mm-hmm. or I guess MySpace back in the day. But it's like if people just because it had Tim's name plastered to it, they wouldn't even click on it to give it the view. They'd that would then it. bump it up for. You know, back when YouTube used to, the algorithm, if you hit like, mm-hmm. a, you know, 500 views in a day, you were on the front page. That's all it took. But yeah, that's that's what I thought. I thought we were either going to be YouTube famous or I thought we were going to be, um, I thought we were going to start touring and doing stuff like that. Especially like, I feel like we had all the spots. I think we had everything going for us in a kind of sense for a little bit, but just no one was gravitating. No one cared. There was no way to really present yourself as well as nowadays all this money for studio great recordings we had the the professional photography done for um, a lot of your releases we did you we paid people for graphics that i couldn't do we paid people to do album covers for the graphics that i could do i bought you know stuff to start printing our own t-shirts we started our own clothing line to then push it I learned web design and we coded an entire website to help push it. We, yeah, I feel like we had it. We just didn't have the spotlight on us at the time to help kick it. I thought all hell was going to do it. I thought, I, I, I was like, dude, all hell is. I wouldn't say it was a bust. I mean, we got new listeners. You had an article wrote about you on Nerdist and put on Nerdist's website as like, you know, top five up and coming. We sold all the merch that we printed. We got a lot of new listeners. Your music got out there and people who did listen to it enjoyed it. And I feel like that's what it's about. Yeah, we didn't hit fame and get put under the spotlight. Had we forked out $800 and threw you on Worldstar, who knows where we'd be right now. Yeah. I mean, that was always the thing. is like, dude, let's shoot one video and then put it on there. But we might one day. Who knows? I might have $800 and just shoot a video and put it on there and let everyone dislike it. Who knows? All right, all right. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us this week. Um, you know, kind of a different tone for the podcast, but all good. I think it's worth it. It was needed. My name's Tim. My name is Hayden. My name is Zach. And this is the Mochi Mochi Podcast. We love Tim. We love Tim. We love Tim. But I love K-pop girls. <laughs>